Hello, Mixed Neck Cases. On the 10th day of podcasting, my podcaster gave to me the truth. The truth about Christmas, the truth about Santa Claus. This is a request from uh, Jason, who did not record for me, uh, but uh, that Jason wanted to hear about how we learned the truth about Santa. Now, uh, Tech has joined us today. Hi, I'm on the naughty list. I mean, I'm Tech. And how did you get on the naughty list? Oh, we don't need to recount that for your wireless listeners. Now, um, I, okay, how did you find out the truth? The truth about Santa? I don't know. I think it was in, in the fourth grade. Uh, but my parents have uh, had been letting me down easy for a long time. Uh, because I, I thought it was weird that Santa was supposed to deliver all the presents, but yet we'd go shopping for presents for my little sister. So it was, well, some of the gifts come from mom and dad and from brothers and family and other gifts come from Santa. So we'd always have gifts under the tree from like mom and dad. And then we'd have other gifts from Santa or a gift from, you know, grandma and then another one from Santa. And then over time, I think it was just with the, with, with the, the other kids in about the fourth grade, I think we just figured out that all the gifts were from mom and dad and grandma and mm. none from Santa. But it wasn't a big traumatic experience. You know, I didn't come down the stairs to see mommy kissing Santa Claus or <laughs> a- a- any of that stuff. It it just, it. I think because we'd been sort of lessening the game as my sister and I got older that it didn't come as a big shock or surprise. And I don't remember any big letdown. Yeah, I, um, I discovered it. I don't know how old I was, probably too old, uh, when I heard my mom on the phone with somebody uh, talking about how, yeah, well, we went to midnight mass, you know, and uh, just before we left, we filled the stockings. And then uh, when we came back, they saw that they were done and we actually we opened them up. But uh, so whatever it was, it was a year that we did it on Christmas Eve for some reason. And probably because one of my siblings had to work in the morning because uh, quite a few of them would work for the church or whatever it was. Uh, but yeah, and so I overheard mom talking about it on the phone and mom probably thought I already knew or just wasn't being very careful. Uh, I do remember asking at one point, how come Santa only gives us a stocking, but other kids get presents? Mm. And I think the answer was Santa knows we don't care about material items or something, something really lofty and, and didn't quite make sense to my childhood mind. Mm. Uh, I do know that one of my nieces had to have Santa broken down to her. Uh, it was getting pretty late in in her teen years, and her mom had to sit down and explain to her, you, you know Santa's not real kind of a thing. Mm. And her answer was, well, all the kids at school were telling me that Santa wasn't real, but you said, Ugh. so I believed you. And it wasn't traumatic for her. It was just, oh, okay. Well, now that you said that. And uh, my sister loves saying, and that's the only thing she seemed to believe me. <laughs> I, I remember my sister being very upset that um, we left out milk and cookies for Santa, but we didn't leave anything out for the reindeer. And the reindeer were the ones doing all the real work. And I remember Dom being young enough that she was very upset that the reindeer didn't get anything. But I was old enough to know that I know it's just mom and dad eating the cookies and drinking the milk. Like, Do we tell her? And then I remember a conversation with my mom telling me, no, you know, let your sister have this one. 
So uh, now with my sister's kids that are, you know, from ages four to nine, uh, they leave out milk and cookies and carrots for the reindeer. Which I love. And, you know, honestly, uh, your sister was like ready for the labor party right then and there. You know, she was speaking for the working class. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So we got a couple of... uh, a couple other stories and uh, let's make sure that my phone is actually awake and we can listen to these stories. So I was asked to tell the story of how I discovered there was no Santa Claus, but I can't do that. I can tell you a story about how I almost discovered there was no Santa Claus. When I was a young kid, I'm thinking earlier than eight years old, the basement was a foreign land. We didn't have a lot of lights down there. There were a couple of storage rooms. And I always felt like those storage rooms were haunted. I don't know why. But I also knew that Christmas gifts were stored down there. Or at least I had a sneaky suspicion that was where they were kept. So I went down and I looked for them. And I couldn't find them anywhere. So I looked elsewhere. Everywhere. And I could find nothing. But yet, under the Christmas tree, there would be gifts. And they would say, From Santa. I always loved that mystery. And for a while, I think we did pretty well. Nothing major, no big gifts, but there came a few tight times. But I also had a little bit of money of my own set aside. So I would buy a gift for my mother. It was just the two of us. And then I would buy another one. And I would dutifully write on it, from Santa. Because that's ultimately where it came from. And always had Christmas gifts from Santa. So... I never found out there was no Santa because I made sure there was a Santa. I'm Mark the Encaffeinated One. Find much of my tomfoolery at theweirdshow.com or encaffeinated.ca. Aww. Oh, Mark. (laughs) That's awesome. I miss you so much, Mark. Yes, and this, this is why we love Mark the Encaffeinated One, who is also participating and the founder. He is the founder of the 12 Days of Podcasting. And that's just awesome. If you're not listening to them already, and uh, if uh, I, I think that pure melted audio chocolate we just listened to will probably convince you to keep listening to his uh, sultry, sultry tones. tones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, and uh, that that actually is really very sweet. I did hear a great story about uh, when your kid starts asking questions about Santa, you take them out and you. Uh, you take them out. No, just kidding. Uh, you Two to the head. That ends the questions. You explain the truth to them, but you tell them that now they're in on the secret and that it's their job to be Santa and to be an elf and to look around and see who needs something. And that during the Christmas season, as they're getting ready, they have to keep an eye out and they have to keep the magic alive, much like you did for your younger sister. Mm-hmm. I also uh, heard a story from a teacher about uh, a couple, a bunch of the Jewish students getting together and the teacher overhearing them talk. And uh, the gist of the conversation is, all right, so everyone knows Santa's not real, right? Yeah, okay, but we've got to keep this going for the Christians. It's really important to them. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can't tell the Christians there's no Santa, which I just think is adorable. Or, or as they call Christmas, uh, movie, uh, was it movie and Chinese food day? Movie and Chinese food. It's an awesome tradition. All right, so next we're gonna we're gonna get a little something from uh, the bathtub mermaid. Ooh, yeah, yay! Some tales from the tub. 
Hey, Nutty, this is Melissa, the bathtub mermaid, and you asked me when I knew that Santa wasn't real. And here's the thing. I'm 47 years old, and I still get presents from Santa. They're not as elaborate as they used to be. When I was a kid, presents from Santa would have my name written on them in glitter. And one year, my mother actually cut out construction paper footsteps, red footprints that led from my door to where our stockings were hung. But I don't have a defining moment when I realized that Santa wasn't an actual entity who came into our homes and was really just a representation of Christmas. I think at some point I always knew, some part of me always knew it was my mother. But we play the game because it's fun. We continue to play the game because it's fun. I write a letter to Santa almost every year in my blog. I don't ask for tangible things, although I would like to complain that I never did get that pony. Um... But usually I ask for something like peace or unity or something like that. Um, But I don't have a defining moment, so I don't think this will help you. I remember sort of a general awareness shifting, but I couldn't tell you when. I couldn't say, oh yes, that was the year I stopped believing in Santa Claus. I can tell you the year that my mother and I stopped reading a chapter a night of a book because I wanted to move ahead and a chapter a night was taking too long. But I can't tell you when I stopped believing in Santa Claus as a person and not the spirit of Christmas. So I hope this helps. So I think it's a uh, common consensus that not many of us have had these big watershed moments like, oh my gosh, there's no Santa or, or big breaking defining moments. I mean, I know I overheard it on the, on the phone, but it was just kind of like, oh, yeah. Would you like to laugh at Lil Techie? Sure. When Lil Techie was five, he was living with his grandparents while uh, Lil Techie's dad was away <laughs> in Cyprus. And Lil Techie had been down into the basement and seen the furnace and the pilot light and the, all the burners kick on in the, the, the gas-powered furnace when it heats up the house at my grandma's house. And I went to bed Christmas Eve waiting for my presence and knowing from all the stories that Santa comes down the chimney and comes out of the fireplace. But we didn't have a fireplace. We had a furnace. And I saw that it was nothing but a big pit of fire and there was no door for Santa to come out of. So Santa was going to die incinerated with all of my presents because he didn't have a fireplace to come out of. And I woke up in a panic and went downstairs and had to talk to Grandma, Grandpa, and my mom and... I didn't know what we were going to do because Santa... And then it had to be explained to me that Santa's magic and he can find a way through. And look, look under the tree. Santa's already been here. And then I was able to relax and go back to bed and wait for my gifts in the morning. That's awesome and and very fitting for Lil Techie. Uh, Poor Lil Techie. (laughs) I don't remember too many questions about Santa other than, why does Santa sometimes not come till the afternoon? Oh, because he knows that we're busy in the morning. So he he comes back after doing everyone else. And why does Santa not give us presents was, yeah, those two explanations are all that I can think of. And yeah, it was fine. I mean, honestly, I think... Uh, if if presents are coming from Santa, and this is a tip to parents, uh, make sure the good presents come from mom and dad, and the cheap presents come from Santa. Because really, like you want you want the kids to be grateful to you, right? 
I mean, you don't. That's, that, that's crafty. That's some Christmas savvy right there. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember one year helping my sister make a bunch of costumes for my niece. And we had to do it after she was in bed. And we lived in a two bedroom apartment, okay? So she'd go to bed and we'd work on the costumes all night. So that Christmas, she would open up this chest of costumes and dress ups. And I, I remember thinking, or saying to my sister, so like Santa's not getting credit for this, right? She's like, oh no, Santa's not getting credit for this. There you go. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on the 12 days of podcasting. <laughs>